Welcome to The Soapbox. My name is Chris Kraft. And I'm Micah Davis. We want to have conversations spanning everything from philosophy to finance, and we want you to join us. Our goal on this podcast is to share new perspectives on old ideas, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Soapbox. This is Chris Kraft, and we are very, very excited with what we're going to talk about today. We've actually recorded this exact subject before when we were under a different label, but we wanted to redo it mainly because the idea of belief systems are so vitally important. And Mike and I have had such good conversations in the past about belief systems. So we we, we kind of wanted to re-talk about it in, from, from a couple different angles. And in case you haven't heard it before, where we're going with this is the importance of belief systems. And we're not talking about religion specifically. We're not talking about right. philosophy. We're just talking about the idea of belief systems that you hold. Micah, give us some examples of belief systems and what those different things could be. Well, some things of belief systems are like, if I sit down in a chair, it's not going to break on me, right? I'm trusting. I, <laughs> I believe that that chair is going to hold me. Um, or things like flipping on a light switch, right? And you expect the light to come on. Well, if it doesn't, you know something's wrong and your belief was misguided. So, But our belief system we tend to think of as having more belief in something more significant than that, right? You believe in companies, you believe in causes, you believe in God, you believe in that there's no God, you believe in science, you believe in history, you believe these things. And the belief systems that um, we believe we take to be stronger belief systems than the other belief systems that exist out there. Because for every question, there's a million different answers, right? Exactly. It's just all about which one you take for yourself. And really, that's the purpose of this podcast. We're never going to tell anybody what to believe, what belief systems to take on. This podcast podcast exists for us, just like Micah talks about, with, with all the old ideas that are out there from old dead guys is what he talks about. But really, it's the idea of we, we need fewer new ideas today, and we need current, up-to-date perspectives on some old classic ideas. And, and that's the most important thing for us. And that's the purpose of the podcast is why we're doing it. So one of the things that I want you to think about is in terms of belief systems, realize that your actions are going to be based on belief systems. Michael, we've talked about right. this before. Um, I, let me give you an example. We, we have a transitional home for women at church. And sometimes the women will come in for a short period of time and then leave. And the question that I brought up to the leaders of, of that transitional home for women, I said, do you think that when they came in, they had a belief system that, that, that your home was good for them? And of course the answer is yes, right? They wouldn't have come yeah. if it wasn't. But the idea is, did that belief system, do you think they still had the belief system when they left? And a lot of them said, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. And I told them, I said, I believe they still had the belief system. But what happened was a belief system that used to be weaker reared its ugly head and became stronger. So, for example, belief system A, I believe that staying at this transitional home is important for my future. Belief system B, I'm a terrible person. I'm a failure. I can't do it. As long as belief system A is stronger, you'll stay. But if anything happens, circumstances where belief system B, that I'm a failure, becomes stronger a strong, uh, a, a, what's the best way to put it? A, a belief system that's held stronger, a stronger belief system. If B becomes stronger than A, you'll leave. Right. So the idea is how do you strengthen the right belief systems and how do you weaken the wrong ones? It's interesting that you bring up that um, particular example because it's so emotionally driven. So Almost valid. like it's, cir true. it's circumstantial, which automatically makes it a little bit more emotional than it is logic. Right. Um, and so that's actually really interesting because our emotions a lot of times tend to dictate our belief systems. And I think the big question is, should they? 
right? We actually listened to a sermon today about um, belief systems, kind of, you know, more specific, but it was about, you know, logic needs to rule over emotion. And you need to understand that sometimes whenever you feel like something isn't true, that doesn't mean that it isn't true just because you don't feel it in the moment, right? Exactly. Like sometimes I can feel like I have more zeros in my bank account than I actually do, <laughs> but I can't act on that belief system because it's not true. Right. It's false. Um, and sometimes I feel like there's less in there and then I realize, oh, I can pay my bills. I forgot <laughs> that I had this extra money. Like there's just a lot of situations that your emotions can't guide your actions because if they do, you end up in bad situations, especially when it comes to overarching world, you know, life, lifetime beliefs, belief systems. Exactly. And, and, and one of the strange things about our culture today is that we're so emotionally driven. And I'm, and I'm not here to beat up on a generation or a group of people that may be, quote, unquote, more emotional. That's not the point. The point is that our emotions cannot. Now, let me, pre, let me preface this. Emotions do affect yes. belief systems. It, it's almost like if you're building a house, the belief systems are the foundation. It's the, it's the concrete that you're laying, right? Mm-hmm. And the emotions are the atmosphere that you're laying it in. You could almost say that, right? So your belief systems are affected by your emotions, but what we have to be very careful of, and I think you said it very well, is we got to be very careful that our emotions don't become the belief systems. Right. To where our, our emotions actually will dictate what we believe in the moment. And I think that's extremely dangerous for our culture where we're at today, is that what is truth? Right, and that's a totally different podcast that we can go into. But when our truth is determined by our emotions, I don't care male, female, I don't care race, I don't care, I don't care anything. It can never end well when your truth and what you honestly believe changes based on your mood. Right, relative truth is never actually truth, and that's what's um, really funny is when you talk like belief systems and what you believe, for instance, about yourself. I talk to a lot of teachers and they'll be like, oh, you know, man, I'm just such a bad teacher. And the next day they've got this great thing going on and oh, I'm such a great teacher. And I do that too. And you can ask my wife, I do it all the time where it's like, I'm such a crappy teacher. And then I go in the next day and it's just good lesson and everyone's engaged and everyone seems to be learning. And we just skip through a lesson that I thought was going to take three days. And then it's like, oh, I'm the best teacher ever. But my belief about myself has changed based on the day, based on my emotions. And it really shouldn't. Right. I'm, I'm, I am a teacher and some days are going to be better than others, but I should at least understand that if I wasn't a good teacher, these kids wouldn't be getting anything that I'm trying to teach them. Exactly. So I'm at least effective somewhat. Now, could I be more effective? Yes. But how perfectionist are you going to be to ruin your belief system about yourself or how lazy are you going to be to, you know, not be as good as you could be? That's valid. That's very valid. Let's go and look at another aspect in marriage. Right. Uh, I've heard people say that they're committed to their marriage. And then I'll hear them say something totally off the wall that makes me question, do you even know what commitment means? Right? Because so, commitment doesn't mean that I, I'm committed except when I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm committed except when they make me mad. Right? Yeah. Commitment me, should be, let's go back to belief systems. Commitment is a belief system that says, in, and Laura brought this up to me. My wife brought this up. She said, do you realize nothing in the wedding vows has anything to do with emotions? Yeah. It says in, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. All these things are definites, mm-hmm. right? They're commitments. Nothing in there says, I'll love you if you love me. Yeah. I, I, we're going to stay together as long as I feel it. Nothing in there says that. A commitment is what a marriage is about. So when there's a belief system that I'm committed to my wife, 
then the emotions again picture the one stronger than the other at any one time we have hundreds of belief systems right yeah. oh yeah i've got a belief system about myself about my friends about my wife about food like yeah. i've got belief systems about everything so when the emotion so really it's my responsibility if i have a belief system that means that much to me so first of all i would challenge someone which belief systems mean the most to you yeah. which are hills you're going to die on and when that happens how do i keep those on top is i think what we need to talk about a little bit how do i keep the right belief systems that that mean the most to me how do i keep those strong and when other belief systems threaten to come up, my insecurities, my failures, when those start to rise, how do I weaken those? I think that's really where we need to go with this podcast. Yeah. And uh, I think that a good place to start with that is to have other people around you who will tell you the truth. That's really good. Because those belief systems can be reinforced by someone who's going to tell you the truth, or they can be completely destroyed by someone who tells you what you want to hear. Um, so, like, if I if I need to under, to know, hey, how was you know, worship today. Since I'm a worship pastor, how was worship today? I'm probably going to ask Darian first because she's going to tell me when a song doesn't work. Today I busted a string, right? I know how that <laughs> went. But but when it comes to other days and it's like, oh, you know, maybe the congregation didn't seem to respond and then I can ask Darian and she'll, she'll tell me sometimes like, well, they actually responded a lot better than you heard because mm. sometimes we can't get past our own voices right, for one thing. Right. But for another thing is um, sometimes there's something I'm like, wow, that was really good. And Darian's like, it was, you know, you, you could probably do it a little bit better this way or that way. Maybe the arrangement could be changed. Maybe, you know, this bridge needs to be added or taken away. There's a lot of different things you can do to make things better. And so asking someone who's honest and will tell you the truth, that's important to establishing a firm belief system about the world. That's fantastic. And, and I want to tag something onto that because I – it's funny in my head I'm thinking I can implement that like tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like that's something that adds value to my life now and something I want to add to that is I think it's very important that first of all we have to decide which belief systems that matter to us because if we associate around people who are wishy-washy they they will decide your belief systems for you absolutely right so there's a lot of people that say well I'm still trying to learn myself and my challenge would be if you're still trying to learn yourself you need to be extra extra cautious who you're associating around yes the stronger you get you can actually start helping other people but there's an idea in psychology about codependency where you can actually forget about yourself so you can go help someone else mm. but the idea here is you have got to put on the oxygen mask first you've got to figure out which belief systems of mine and again i'm not asking about your long-term calling like that's that's not what we're talking about here like in in, in some christian and religious circles people can get so caught up with the long term it, it, there's two extremes yeah. get so caught up with the long term that I forget that I need to live today for Christ and then but the other side is I get so zoomed in at my circumstances that I forget there's a bigger picture in play and 10 years go by and I just forget life right so I, I think it's super important but it's it's vitally important for um, and, and the other thing I was going to tag on to yours was we have to Oh, what's the verbiage from the book I'm reading it says you have to tightly close your mind against all negative so there comes a point that you do need to intentionally surround yourself with people who will strengthen the good belief systems. But if you start feeling the negative belief systems start gaining more power, that pro that means one of two things. A, you're strengthening it yourself by too much negative self-talk, or the people around you are feeding the wrong belief systems. Right. So you need to be cognizant. Don't Don't trust your emotions as the absolute truth, right? But at the same time, you need to be aware of them and figure out what's going on in my head right and just for um our listeners too let's distinguish between like positive and negative versus like 
happy-go-lucky and and not right so let's think about like negative when i think of at least with what you're saying when i think of negative i think of both things that are not constructive and are usually insults right so so not constructive would be more neutral negative and and the right. other would be more like destructive right. in a sense. And so that's what I think of when I think negative, right? Because I don't think that being told something could be better is a negative. I think that's a positive. Agreed. But being told it could be better is different than being told it was bad. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's fair. So like the difference between – I know we've talked about this privately. I don't know if we have in the podcast. But the difference between a criticism and an insult is that a criticism should always be constructive. If it's a criticism, it's constructive. How could I have made this better? How could I do better here? Movie critics should be telling directors, here's how it could have been better here, here, and here. Whereas most of the times you just see insults, which are just, oh, it was bad and I'm never going to go see it again. And that doesn't help the director or any of the people who want to go on the next project or whatever, if we're talking movie critics, make the next one better. It just, Super true. What, what do we do then? Because it was just bad. So what do I do to make it better? That's not constructive, so it's negative more than positive. That's very true. My favorite example of that is an air is an airport um, terminal like the tower that's mm-hmm. telling the pilot what to do. When the pilot's coming in, the tower will go, "Hey, you're coming in a little low." At that point, that is constructive criticism. Yeah, you're trying to help a behavior. He's not going. You're a stupid pilot. Yeah. You have you ever flown a plane in your life? That's not the point. He's saying you're gonna crash. Yeah, unless you come up a little bit. And he's not saying it to. I, you'll watch movies from time to time that you've got a terrible captain or something of a ship who's like, "Hey, moron, come yeah. on, cut it to the left." No, somebody literally it's in the towers going, "Hey, pilot, come up." Pilot, little left. Pilot, I don't know exactly the terminology. Right. So if you work in an airline tower, I probably owe you an apology. But that, <laughs> that, but that's the idea, right? We'll get a letter. <laughs> we'll, we'll get a letter. Join the conversation. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's very important. So when it comes to belief systems, that and Mike is exactly right. Positive versus negative needs to come in. Positive reinforcement needs to say, how can we come up a little? How can we come down a little? Left and right a little? Instead of, and I've also heard it said. Um, there's no such thing as a failure. Failure is an action, not a person. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when we are correcting someone, even in a belief system, I'm going to correct the thing or the thought pattern. I'm never going to correct the person. Does that make sense? Right. Like there's something, I don't need to be told I'm stupid. I don't even mind, mind being told that's a stupid action, right? Like tell me that. That's fine. Because yeah. I can fix an action. I can't fix me. Yeah. Right? Like I can't, I can't fix this is my face. Like, this is the only <laughs> face I have. I can't. I, I tell people I've got a face for radio, so I'll, I've got a face for podcasts. Right? We'll eventually do some videos and stuff. But so with belief systems, it's extremely important that when uh, a and I want to go here too, it's not your job to fix someone else's belief systems. Right. You can only affect your own belief system. Now, how far you let them affect yours is up to you. Exactly. But you. I think there's way too much in our culture today, going back to the sermon we heard this morning, on the idea of trying to fix everyone else. Yes. It's it's liter- and it's so funny, it's a biblical concept. We don't want to talk about it. It's the whole get the own get the two by four out of your own eye before you fix a splinter in somebody else's. Right. My job is my favorite scripture in the world is work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I've got enough to worry about with me, and then my job is to influence others to make good decisions, but not to be like me. Exactly. And I think it's really interesting to talk about how we can influence influence other people's belief systems. But it's just like a teacher. I know we talked uh, briefly before, I don't think on on podcast about um, teaching, but one of my goals as a teacher, right, is to get kids to understand the material I'm teaching. It's not my responsibility to make sure they get it. It's my responsibility they have the, to 
for them to have the opportunity to get it. That's good. So I need to provide every opportunity I can for them to learn and grow in those skill sets. I'm a math teacher, so the, the math skill set, right? Geometry, Algebra 2, I've got to teach those the best I can so that they have the opportunity to get it. But if a kid fails the, their test, that can't be on me if I gave them the opportunities to do better. And the support, because I, I know yeah. you, you would have no problem helping someone, whether one-on-one or right. if they have questions, you're offering them the opportunity, you're mm-hmm. offering them support. At that point, that's the point of free enterprise. Exactly. And that's that's what, like, we have a hard time because as we get older, you know, it's, uh, oh, everything's going to either, people have this weird idea that everything either hyper affects you where you know you can't be around other people that because they're going to destroy you or nothing affects you and so you can just walk out and be with whoever you want to be and it's not going to change you and it's like neither of those things are true there's something in the middle where you're going to be influenced by people and you're going to influence people but the choice is how far do i take this influence into my life and and hopefully you know looking at someone who maybe isn't taking your advice and doing what you think they should do to help their life and understanding they're not taking my advice. That's as far as I can go is giving them advice. I can't puppet master them through the steps. It'd be nice sometimes, wouldn't it? Yes. It I would. mean, like when, the, by the time this comes out, Mike is going to be our new youth pastor and, 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 and he's going to be able to get the opportunity. He and Darian are going to get the opportunity to influence, I believe hundreds of lives in, in our area, but he cannot control their belief systems. Nope. He can, he can influence. Yep. Influence and control are two different things. So, uh, in our last few minutes, I really want to focus on how do I strengthen the good and how do I weaken the bad? And this is, this is simply what I'll tell you. You always get what you picture. Like you were going to get what you focus on in NASCAR. They tell a driver, and I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I know this much, right? I read it in a book somewhere. I'm sure. Um, in NASCAR, if you're spinning out, the last thing you want to do is look at the wall because that's exactly where you'll go. Right. So when it comes to negative belief systems, the last thing you want to do is focus on the negative belief systems, focus on your insecurities, focus by telling there's a really good book that actually I haven't read but I've heard people I respect talk about it it's it's called what do you say when you talk to yourself Mm. and it's the idea of what are you what are you telling are you telling yourself well I'm insecure here actually some of our leaders that I mentor I don't allow them to say certain phrases one of them is that's just the way I am not allowed (laughs) because at that moment you're a dog right yep because between stimulus and response according to Victor Frankel Covey Covey, maybe? Yeah, Covey. Covey, Covey talks He's, about the difference between, yeah. Yeah, between stimulus and response. There's a space, and in that space is my choice, right? Right. So when I just say that's the way I am, I've given up the choice. I've given up yep. the free will, and I now have no free will, which equates me to an animal. Right. So the idea is what do you focus on? If you fo- So how do I strengthen the good belief systems? You focus on them. You feed yourself the positive belief systems that you want time after time. You read books on the belief system. You listen to audios. We're going to do a whole podcast very soon on read, listen, associate on the power of RLA in people's lives. So you have to reinforce those good belief systems by constant focus. Yes. Because based on your last statement, success never happens by accident. No. You can never fall into accidental success. And if you do, it's not long term. It's going to be short term, which is why 90 something percent of lottery winners are broke within three years. So focus is how you strengthen the good and you weaken the bad. You know, when you notice, um, I know I keep going back to teaching, but that's what I do. You know, when you notice that a, that a, that a student is not in the review phase anymore, you notice whether they're paying attention to you or not in class. Mm-hmm. And then you see their grades slowly drop as you're not, as you're not reviewing anymore in the book because they're not allowing you to influence their learning through that. Wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that we actually control how much we let other people influence our lives? Oh, really? Yeah. We have a little bit of personal responsibility. Oh, wow. 
So um, <laughs> I, I thought, you know, that's something that I notice a lot is whenever you're dealing with um, trying to influence others, you can kind of see how much they're actually going to take in, first of all, by how much they engage with you. Hmm. Because the one the students that I noticed would have the hardest time in my class last year were students that didn't typically engage with me, or if they did, the let me let me say this let me let me rephrase it. The ones who engaged with me did significantly better than they would have if they didn't. Mm, that's good. The ones who didn't engage with me and intentionally chose not to engage with me never got better. That's a good way to say it. So it's a mic drop moment. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the that's what we tend to deal with now is with our belief systems. If we want to strengthen belief systems about ourselves, if we want to understand the world a little bit better, the things we need to do is talk with people first of all with conflicting belief systems because that strengthens belief systems. Yep. That strengthens yours, right? If I have to try to defend why I believe what I believe, then or at least defend it to myself, if, even if I don't defend it to the other person. Right then that automatically strengthens the foundation that I'm built upon. And then engaging with people who share the same belief systems because sometimes they have insights into that foundation that I don't have. That's valid. It's valid. And that's also, I, I feel like I can't do a podcast without talking about the value of mentoring, right? Right. Because mentors are the ones who can let you know your blind spots. Yeah. I mean, why do we buy, buy blind spot mirrors? Because we can't see it. So we need an extra little doohickey there that shows us what we can't see. Exactly. So I'll encourage you. Your mentor is your little doohickey that shows you what you can't <laughs> see, right? But if you never talk to your sponsor or your coach or your mentor, it is literally impossible for you. You're going to stay in self-deception for the long term because there's nobody there that you've given permission to call you out. Right. Right. So, hey, Mike, I, I think it's about time that we finish this up. So any recommendations for our listeners that you can think of? Any books, any podcasts, any ideas? Uh, one book I think of is Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbiter Institute is a great book. Um, another book is one that I'm reading, Creative Confidence. I can't remember the guys who wrote it, but they're the guys from IDEO. Um, it's a great book. I'm reading it right now, so I'm actually in the middle of it. But a lot of it is about belief systems and the way that you see yourself and how you become more creative if you decide to see yourself as a risk taker. So. Which is a good point. Uh, there's several that you could read about belief systems. I'm going to encourage you that to try to stay as neutral as possible when it covers belief systems because you uh, realize everything you read or listen to, probably it's got an agenda. It's not yeah. even a probably. It's got an agenda. So uh, I'm not telling you not to. I'm saying don't just go online and randomly Google belief systems, right? <laughs> and, and that this is how I'm going to figure out which ones are positive. I would really encourage a book like Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Great book. We've heard about that before because it's the idea of figuring out why are you doing what you're doing and that will help you develop your belief systems along the way. I definitely agree with Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute and the sequel to that that you, I don't think you've read yet. It's called The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbinger Institute. It's it's the same idea. Their other book was at Second Charles the other day. Oh, goodness. That's great. I love the Arbinger Institute. So I encourage those. I would really encourage you to join a church community because when it does come to belief systems, we can't get away from religious beliefs because no. you're going to have to figure out why do you believe you're here? Mm -hmm. What what do you believe is your purpose? Why do you believe you were created? You're, you're going to have, for Micah and I, again, we were raised in Judeo-Christian mindsets and we've taken those on for ourselves over the years since we got to choose for ourselves. And you, so you're going to have to make those decisions one way or the other. So, And really, I'm, I love what Micah said, challenge yourself. Talk to some other people who have different belief systems and that's really going to increase the power of the positive belief systems in your life. So we hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Remember, the world doesn't need another artificial copy. The world needs an original you. Stand in your soapbox, change the world. We'll see you next time.